What's up, listeners? Ted Cluck here, co-host of the Cluck Podcast, and I'm here to talk to you about a brand that I absolutely love, a brand that I've been in a relationship with for a long time, and a brand that the Cluckcast is now in a relationship with, and it's the Dwell Bible app. Uh, I've had the Dwell app on my phone for years now. I love it. The way the Dwell Bible app works is that they will read the Bible to you out loud. Any passage, any plan, any voice style, uh, lots of different voices to choose from, lots of different plans to choose from. I love the I'm feeling playlist. Uh, when I get glum, when I get anxious, when I get angry, when I feel guilty, uh, I'll hit up those playlists, collections of passages from the Bible that speak to that thing. Again, it's the Dwell Bible app. And if you go to dwellapp.io slash cluck, dwellapp.io slash K-L-U-C-K, you can get some special offers only for Cluckcast listeners. Uh, you can get 10% off a Dwell yearly subscription or 30% off Dwell Lifetime. Dwell Lifetime gives you lifetime access to the app with a one-time purchase. Uh, so you get all the updates, all the new playlists, all the new voices, um, access to the Bible 24-7, listen to it in the car. I listen to it in the shower. Uh, it's a good way to start my day. Um, whether you're driving, whether you're showering, working out, uh, the Dwell app is a great way to get some Bible into your life. Visit dwellapp.io slash cluck. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. You're listening to Cluck, the podcast where Ted Cluck and Josh Loftus talk about the things that make them happy. Because we can Let's do it. Ted, good morning. What is going on, my man? <laughs> man, there's a lot going on over here. Is there? uh, there's actually yeah, November is a it's an eventful month for me. Okay. In that I got a couple of dates that I want to put on uh the Cluck Podcast Army's uh calendars. Okay. So uh this would be this we would be a great time. Now. This is this is awesome. <laughs> yeah, both great meet and greet opportunities. Uh one is Saturday, November fifth, ten AM. Okay. Uh this little event called the Buster Bowl. Um, it's a full contact football game that Union University, my employer, they put it on once a year. Uh, this year we're playing a team from Freed Hardeman, and it's typically all students. Uh, but I play and coach. I've played and coached in it the last two years. Wait, like um, oh, like simultaneously? Yeah, yeah. So I've really? I've kind of been the yeah the player coach for our team. Um, so we That's get awesome. It is. It's fun, dude. So, it's, so it's, like you run in there and be like, "Okay, we're blitzing," and yeah, let me do yeah, my yeah, thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, I've got a, I've got a student who's actually got the call sheet this year, so he's interested in coaching. Oh, so I've let awesome. a student put together the call sheet. We do all the installs together. Um, you know, we rep it up a few times in practices, and then we're and then we're playing. It's kind of crazy. That's it's so kind cool. of a gong show, but we've got uniforms this year, like real uniforms, union. Yeah, uh, gear and um, it's it's going to be a time, dude. It's going to be wild. So and this is full contact, like this is oh, yeah. a flag. Yeah, okay. no, it's full contact. Helmets, shoulder pads, the whole deal. So <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Uh, I've gotten to suit up with my kid in it twice, so this will be my third year. Yeah, my third time playing in a, like a full contact game with Tristan, which is a blast. Um, so cool. He's November just a 5th. stud. Yeah, November fifth, ten a.m. at the at USJ, the University School of Jackson. Okay, uh, which is like the the ultra swanky, you know, gilded private school here. Yeah, in the area. yeah, so yeah. 10 a.m. USJ, any, the Buster Bowl. Any cluck, any cluck listeners around the area, go go see Ted put the paint on some on some college kids. It'll be amazing. That's right. Cluck <laughs> listeners in the Mid-South, come check it out. It's going to be huge. Pray for safety. Uh, like truly, and, and on a spiritual level, it's really an interesting thing for me, Josh, in as yeah. much as like football idolatry has been a problem pretty much my whole life, but... 
by God's grace, I would say for the last almost decade, mm-hmm. he's allowed me to have these really rich football experiences where, like in my flesh, I still want to make it more than it should be, but um, sure. we pray about it a lot and get to pray about it with the guys. And um, it's just been really joyful and really fun, and the Lord's been super kind. And um, we're praying for that kind of a vibe again. Yeah. Uh, but but dude, I go big. I'm trying to get the Union Band out there. Oh like, yeah. Like you know, I've curated like a playlist for pregame. You know, I'm dude, I'm kind of yes. like I've I've got my fingerprints on the entirety of the now, Buster Bowl. Okay. So okay. I've, I've got a I've got I've got an aesthetic question for you. Yeah. Okay. Go. Do you have? For, I'm talking you personally. You, me personally. Yeah. Are you breaking out the neck roll? Oh, dude, is the Pope Catholic? Of yes. course I am, baby. Yes. Yeah, it yes. wouldn't be a football game with me in it without oh, the neck roll. So, oh, man. yeah, I'll yes. provide right. I'll provide pictures uh, if, yes. upon request. If KK so, is uh, there, I, she needs to send me some video. Like, yeah, I KK's going to be there. Maxim's going to be there. He's Maxim's our official like team photographer, so he'll be there snapping Legit. pics and uh, and roaming the sidelines with me. And um, yeah, we're we're hopeful, man. Hoping for a win. Listen That's to this, awesome. dude. As far okay. as like creating teams in my own image um both of my running backs are north of 230 and can fly and they're hammers and one of them is my son dude yeah um so i get this backfield we dude we run powers we run uh old school like 90s smash mouth football i got i got these two guys they they kind of switch back and forth between fullback and tailback but they're both just hammers they they'll run through your face so um dude we're, we're enjoying it is that the best kind of football? Uh, it is to like, me, dude. It, it is to it me. It's so much fun, dude. Yeah. So, it, dude, it has got to be such a it has got to be such a joy to yeah. be out there like like smashing heads with your son. Oh man, yeah, like, it, it's wild, awesome. dude. It is awesome. And sometimes I just catch myself like looking at him in the huddle and I'm just like, "Oh my gosh. I can't I can't believe this. Like yeah. this is the best yeah. what a football thing that could have ever happened to me." And like it's so funny when I was young, mm-hmm. like when I was a little kid playing football and even into high school and stuff, like I worshiped my dad and my dad was a, a football player in college and he played semi-pro. He was a stud. And like, I always, I would sit in my room and listen to music and like flip through his old game programs or yearbooks or whatever. And I would always dream of suiting up with my dad. Yeah. Like I always thought like if some crazy twist of fate happened that we could play for the same semi-pro team or whatever, it never happened. But, uh, but now I get to suit up with my kid and it's a delight, man. It's, it's wild. And, yeah. um, yeah, we, we kind of check in on each other last year. We combined for a sack. So like oh. he, he was on the right defensive end. I was the left defensive end. Yeah. And like literally bef- in the just, huddle beforehand sandwiched him. I was, yeah, I was like, Hey, I'll meet you at the quarterback. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> he got there like a step sooner than me. Cause he's a step faster than me or more. And, uh, and we literally like crushed this kid in between us and like, <laughs> The most pain like that happened to me that day was getting hit kind of by him by proxy on that sack. <laughs> yes, by but, your uh, son. <laughs> it was awesome, dude. It's it's so uh, fun. So Buster Bowl Saturday, November fifth. And then Josh, we've got yeah. some uh some book industry news to share. Ted, lay um, it on us, my man. This is exciting. Yeah, we've got book industry news. Uh my third graphic novel, and I know Hans Booby, this is radio, not television. The listeners can't see this, but I'm holding right. it up for you. Uh it's a book called The Dog Lives. Flex 3, it's the third book in my Flex graphic novel series. Uh, the art this time was done by the great Megan Tennant. Artist in residence at the, yeah, friend of the podcast, artist in residence at Cluck, artist in residence with uh, my other two podcasts as well. Megan is a singular talent. Uh, the illustrations are beautiful. The book is a lot of fun. It's available for pre-order. Uh, with a little uh, a little firm called Amazon.com that we've partnered with, a little mom and pop. Yeah. And uh, we've got a launch event, Joshua Loftus, All that right. Megan is going to be present at. It's uh, November 15th, that's a Thursday, at the library at Union University. So again, if you're in West Tennessee, if you're in the Mid-South, uh, if you just want to buy a ticket and jump on an airplane and come to my book launch, mm-hmm. uh, it's November 15th, 7 o'clock, Union Library. Uh, we're going to be dropping Flex 3, The Dog Lives. And I couldn't be more excited. This is like, all kidding aside, my favorite thing that I've written in a decade. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm so pumped about it. It's so tender and like earnest and 
there's nothing controversial or snarky or anything like that about it. It's just sweet. Yeah. Um, and it's got a bunch of gut check humor in it, a bunch of inside jokes. It's fun. Ted, okay, so yeah. okay, two things. First one, yeah. uh, we, uh, at this point, we, we give them so much free press. Union has to become a sponsor of the podcast. They but really do. They, they really All do. All kidding aside, like they, yeah. they've sponsored my other shows over the years. You know what? I'll email somebody about that today. That's I mean, actually a really great idea. We already shout them out so many times. But we two, did. I'm very curious because, Ted, you put out a lot of projects. And I know, yeah. well, I don't know, but I know from talking to you, mm-hmm. you have you have some projects that you put out that you like more than others. Some totally. are literally just for the paycheck. Some is kind of a passion project, right? Yeah, I'm, totally. I'm actually legitimately interested about what what is it about this specific project yeah. That 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 is different from the other ones, and that is it is it the vibe of it? Is it that you you yeah. you were literally just just doing it like for the love of writing? Like like what yeah. is it about about this specific book that you're like this is my favorite thing that I've written in ten years? Yeah, such a great question. Um, and there are, there are a number of answers. One is that a novel is very different than a piece of nonfiction in that in most cases with nonfiction. You're relying on somebody else. You're interviewing somebody else. You're collaborating with somebody else. Mm. Like this Happy Rant book that just dropped, which is fine. You know, it's a fine book. Um, but it was a collab with with Barnabas and Ron to some degree. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I was... Yeah, you were waiting for that, weren't you? I was waiting for the caveat. I'm not a strong enough man. I can't let the moment go (laughs) without getting a dig. I saw that. You know what I mean? That's a weakness in me, baby. Because there was a, there was, and Ron, and there was a pause, and I saw the, should (laughs) I? Yeah, I'm going to say it. (laughs) You you saw me doing the calculus in my head, yeah, to some degree, Um, Ron. You know, but I mean, collabs are, they could be fine, but they're not my favorite. Um, Whereas... Like a a book that's all my own story, where the only collab is like, I write this thing that I really love, and then I hand it off to somebody super talented like Megan, who I know is just going to level it up. And I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that I would be delighted with everything that she drew for the book. And I I was, you know, and then some. Um, You know, it was a story, all my stories, especially my novels, are like peppered with homages to people and shout outs to people and in some cases like real stories that have happened in my real life that have been re-engineered for a book and so it really makes me happy when people read them and they feel okay bye baby um kk's just leaving my office i was saying goodbye yeah um i was like i i'm not leaving no i was i was honoring a real person in my office who happens to also be the The person that I sleep with, who is also my wife. Um, many layers, lots of layers of, uh, of relationships. So many have. things to work through there. Yeah. yeah. She's in my office. We share a bed and she's yes. also my wife. Um, all good you things. Know, now, yeah, now we've said it all. We've got it all out there. But, it's um, all there. But no, it, like in, the, in, the, in terms of a book like this, it can be funny. It can be tender. You can tell a bunch of stories that are meaningful, not only to yourself, but to like other people in your life who you know are going to read the book. And yeah. it just hits at a really sweet level. And, um, you know, it's a chance to make much of the Lord. And the nice thing about, you know, writing for Christian publishers is that we're allowed to do it, encouraged to do it. And, um, yeah, it was just a blast, dude. It was uh, a really fun book to do. And I hope people love it. I hope they enjoy it. Um, I'm looking for a Christian animator. Somebody that does animation, because I think these three flex books, they all have like a, I don't know, kind of a Pixar sensibility about them in terms of they're written for kids, but they're really fun reads for adults. Yeah. Uh, There's jokes for everybody in there. There's a little bit of tenderness, a little bit of heartfelt. Um, It's not pagan and godless, you know, which I think is is a... a, No, that's a a plus. That's a plus, dude. You know? you know, at the end of the day, I look, I, I really do look at that and I go, yeah, it yeah. is. It's a plus. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, it is. It is a net positive. Yeah, it's a net positive. It, so anyway, the book is Flex 3, The Dog Lives. Um, you could find it at that little online retailer that I mentioned and uh, they get a cut. I get a cut. That's the nature of the deal that we did together. You know, hey, 
I love um, it. Yeah, that's business, Joshua. It is business. We yeah. know all about it. We know? do. Oh yeah. my gosh, we're yeah. we're raking on this podcast, aren't we? We are. Um, we are. We're about to rake more when I reach out to Union. That's one hundred percent true. Yeah, which I will true. do. Yeah, you know something, Ted. I in <laughs> kind of in that same vein, same vein of uh, you know us raking it on this podcast. I was at a I was at a, a birthday party for a family member. Yeah. Uh, this past week. And what I didn't know was that the birthday party was going to be filled with individuals that listen to Cluck. No kidding, dude. Okay. Tell me all about it. I, so, I love fan interactions in the wild. Yeah. So yeah. so I am I am uh, so I don't know. We, we actually had this conversation. I'm pseudo related to them and that they're related to my wife. Sure. They're like cousins of my wife. Yeah. So I'm, I, however, I don't know how that works out, but anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, love these folks to death. Um, but some, one of the conversations that we were having was, uh, I forget if, if it came up or one of them asked, but okay. I think, I think the question was how, how often do you have to edit stuff out of the podcast? And <laughs> yeah. Wow. Dude, they were going for it. They're like, Hey, we want to talk shop. Let's get down to brass tacks. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Enough of this birthday chit chat. Yes. <laughs> Because I think I think and then it, it came up, um, you know, there's been a few times I'm yeah. not going to say I'm not going to say it's all the time because that would be a a, a, a massive lie. But there's yeah. been a few times where at the end of our recording, uh, you know, <laughs> about maybe a day goes by. Sometimes yeah. not even that. More like Dude, sometimes six I only hours. need a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. To think <laughs> about what hours. I've said. Yeah, and a yeah. text gets sent, right, <laughs> um, saying, "Hey, you know what? This whole thing, this whole thing needs to needs to be edited out." Yeah, yeah. And I think there was one time where it resulted in about a quarter. Yeah. Close to a quarter of the episode because it was the whole first bit. But what yeah. they asked, and this is okay. super interesting to me. Okay. They asked, what would it take to get... Like a director's <laughs> cut? like <laughs> Yes! Like a Patreon-only director's, Patreon cut, only of, director's of cut of just, just the things that we have to cut out of this podcast. That's actually a brilliant idea. <laughs> it and is, dude! It I'm is. curious, so yes. you tell me, uh, how much would these people be willing to pay for something like that? Well, that's a question you know only I mean? they can answer. That's yeah. a question only. And they, and, and they know who they are. They yeah, I mean, we set that are. number at a certain level, and then we're yeah. happy to do it. You know what I mean? I can I can air my dirty laundry, <laughs> you know, if, if the if the numbers are right, dude, if, if that paper is right. So, uh, all kidding aside, though, shout out your friends for listening to Dude, Cluck, for talking about yeah. it at the birthday party. Like, the little kid was probably um, over in the corner trying to get some attention as he's opening his gifts, and everybody's just ignoring him because there was a radio celebrity in the room, and so, it was you. So it was actually an 80-year-old woman. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Judas. I was, uh, I was off base. So she's in the corner. <laughs> she's in the. She's literally in the corner trying to open up gifts. Trying to open and up gifts. And we're all talking about directors. Scott. Yeah. And she's like, what's a podcast, you guys? <laughs> Judas Priest. <laughs> uh, I got to shout them out, though. Cooper, Connor, and Deborah, awesome people, super cool folks. It was awesome talking to them. And it's always, I, I love hanging around them. Even when we're not talking about podcast stuff, they're just cool folks. So I got to shout out uh, some Cluck listeners. Thank you for... Uh, for that request, and yeah, Ted and I might I might have to go back in the archives and see. Okay, what dude, did that I, was that could be fun, dude. What did I cut out? It'd be fun to like kind of evaluate that too. Like we're 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 like jewelers with that little uh, monocle that they yes, wear. We pull we're, the we're looking over the out. old footage and we're going, you know, you know, this I'm thinking too hundy for that one. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking not a penny below two hundy. There for have that. been there have been. There has deep been deep yeah. cuts where I it hurt me to cut. It's hard because they were so funny. Because you're funny and and you're saying in oftentimes in my case you're not lying. You're no, you're saying a true thing. Yeah. You're saying exactly the type of true thing that you want to say, but then invariably what happens is I either get like a legitimate pang of conscience, right? So like a legitimate right conviction. Um, from the spirit, and I'm like, ah, no, I'm. That's, I don't want that out there. Or right. I just get like, oh, if I put that out there, that will ruin this relationship with this person in perpetuity. So I don't want to yeah. do that. Just yeah. pragmatically, and then everything in between. So, yeah. Um, no, it's it's 
interesting, but uh, that's a great that's a great idea by by those folks. So yeah, yeah, we'll no, no I think it back. is. I think it is. We'll yeah. have to see what if we if we want to keep our jobs though, we'll have to put it behind a firewall. Of you'll have to give us money for this if you want. Yeah, it. dude, big money. <laughs> yeah, big, big money. money. Like yeah. enough. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh gosh. All right, Ted. Question for you. So yeah, I just last go. night. Um, Yesterday was a good day. I was able to preach at preach at my home church. So nice, that was a baby. lot of fun. Yeah, uh, yeah. I enjoyed, enjoyed, enjoyed that. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, we had a free evening. So my wife and I went to go see Black Adam. I know it's not okay. it's not your your kind of movie, but yeah, I don't but even know what that is. It's okay. It's a superhero movie. Okay. Uh, starring yeah. Dwayne the Rock Johnson. Okay. And I have to I have to admit I, I saw went, ads for it. It looked terrible. It uh, looked like absolute hot garbage. Was sure. it decent? It, I so I mean it depends on who you who you talk to. I yeah. walked in with low expectations, yeah, and came out actually actually pleasantly surprised. There you go. Now again, if superhero movies aren't your kind of movie, you're just going to hate it, kind of regardless. But yeah, yeah. something I was surprised at was kind of the performance that Dwayne the Rock Johnson gave. Okay, I thought it was actually pretty good. I have and, a Dwayne the Rock Johnson thing, but, okay. I, but I, I want you to finish. And, well, yeah. So, uh, well, I've, I've got a question for you. It, it, it might it, it might dovetail into my question is is where are we on on athletes just in general becoming actors? Because yeah. because it's happened more than I think people think. No, great question. I I think I think I've always been a student of charismatic people. Yeah. And I've always been a student of people, regardless if they're athletes or actors or rock stars or whatever. Like late in or uh, early in my career, late in his career, I got to interview Michael Jordan, and um, so I got to be in you know the same kind of small space as him for a little while, and it just struck me like this guy oozes charisma out of his pores without even trying, yeah. right? And I think in a, in a different way, but a similar way, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has some of that, where you put him into any context and he's kind of being charismatic. And um, Yeah, yeah. He kind of really, takes over the room or takes over, like, yeah. th- th- the screen. I really enjoyed him in a movie called The Other Guys. Did you ever oh, see yeah. The yeah, Other yeah, Guys? Yeah, 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 yeah. Super funny, dude. Yeah. That's one of my favorite Will Ferrells. It's one of my favorite Mark Wahlbergs. But I mean, he's Dwayne in the Rock at the Johnson. very beginning. Yeah, he's in it. He's in it for like twenty minutes, and um, he's in it kind of like parodying himself. You know, and yeah, he's yeah, in for the bushes, and he's in it for like twenty minutes, kind of doing self parody, which I think yeah. is is always a good time. But um, athletes in movies and stuff, I'm trying to think of instances where it's gone well. Um, yeah, well, and, and and that's the like I'm trying to think of of, of acts because I think there's only a few Ted that yeah. I think have risen to the point to where when because now yeah. right when I think of Dwayne the Rock Johnson I think of Dwayne the Rock Johnson primarily as the Hollywood movie star and not the wrestler sure yeah and and, and again that's just me but I think it takes. I think it. I don't know if it's just time or if it's actually talent to get to the point to where you're like, no, no, he he's actually kind of a legitimate actor now. In that, well, he's kind of he's kind of been on this journey for a while because in the early '90s, Dwayne the Rock Johnson was a football player. He was like a legitimate athlete. Yeah. He played at the University of Miami, and then he got into wrestling, which is sort of this hybrid between athletics and fiction, right? right. So right. Yep. he was kind of on this journey of people writing storylines for his character. So vocationally, he was doing that for a decade or so before he ever dipped his toe into the acting water. So in in a sense, he's more prepared to be an actor than maybe any other athlete who's tried to make the leap. Now, I'm thinking this through. I know Joe Namath was in a couple of movies in like the 70s. I think he was bad. Um O.J. Simpson was actually halfway decent in like the Naked Gun movies in yeah. a weird way, but he was sort of... I mean, his acting in the courtroom deserved an Oscar. Yeah, he was kind of playing himself. Um, I'm trying to think of other athletes who have acted. I mean, there have been cameos in like sports movies where where you get them. Like, I'll give you a good one, dude. This is, a, okay. this is kind of a deep cut. Lawrence Taylor was actually really good in Any Given Sunday. Oh, okay. Any Given Sunday is the Oliver Stone football movie from the late 90s, and it's a bad movie. Like, I think I think maybe there was a lot of cocaine involved in, in that sure. production, and it was like an hour too long, and <laughs> it was bad, but LT was good in it, yeah. and he was good as kind of this 
over the hill linebacker who's just kind of drawn to the violence and he's hanging around too long. And uh, he was pretty great. Uh, I'm trying to think of other well athletes who were in that movie. Uh, oh, oh, oh! Like in that specific movie? <clears throat> yeah, or yeah, in any I, movie. I mean, you, you got, got any? You, got, uh, you got Terry Crews. Okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Who's, who kind of has done more of the comedy. What's interesting is a lot of them have gone comedy, actually, now yeah. that I think about it. Yeah. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, I think, was primarily comedic. Uh, yeah. You got uh, you got John Cena, who's trying to do that thing now. Yeah. Terry, Terry Crews. Um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he was, I mean, obviously, he was, he was, he was more... More He's power, probably power Apex lifting. Mountain for this, right? So like, he, he kind of is, man. Yeah. yeah, he was a bodybuilder, and then he went on to do a handful of like super blockbuster movies. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? And, I mean, I mean, he he kind of defined the eighties, like the eighties super like superhero. Yeah, the genre. the eighties like action movie paradigm. Action, yeah, the Jack steroidal kind of leading man. Yeah. But he actually did have kind of a weird charisma that translated. Yeah, um, and I'm yeah. always gonna have a soft spot in my heart for like those types of movies, just because they don't really get made anymore. But right, um, but yeah, no, he's I a know, fun one. That's true. I got another one for you, dude. Okay, all right. And this, on. this one's near and dear to my heart. Now we're okay. now that we're into this, I'm warming up and I'm okay. thinking of him. This may be the best one. Carl Weathers. Yes, dude. Was I, a, I, he's on my list? I was just gonna say him. Dude was a defensive back for the Oakland Raiders in the seventies. Made the transition into playing the Muhammad Ali figure in the original Rocky, Apollo Creed. I love it. Was awesome in it. You know, like he yeah, just he embodied was. that role. Come on, Rock. Yeah. Ugh. In a really in a really perfect way. Dude. And then the the stuff that they did with that character in Rocky Three, where he comes alongside Rocky, becomes the trainer. Yep. Obviously he dies in Rocky Four. No spoilers. The right. movie came out in nineteen eighty five, if you haven't seen it. Yeah, sorry. Um so he dies in Rocky Four, but then he kinda has this run doing the self referential, like I'm I'm kinda wink wink nudge nudging it about being Carl Weathers. Right, and he did exactly. that in um in oh, what's the hipster comedy that everybody loves that I also love? Uh, uh, uh the show. Uh Thirty Rock? No. No, no, uh, no, no. Community. Um, uh, no. It's a it's a show. Oh gosh! It had Jason Bateman in it, kind of right at the beginning of his prestige TV run. Um, Tobias uh, Funke. I don't know why I'm oh, blanking on the oh, title. Uh, commu- um, yes, I know. Arrested Development. Arrested Development. Yeah, yeah, yeah great yeah, show. Yeah. Like yeah. I really enjoyed the show, and he was in it kind of as himself. Yeah. Um, and he was in he was in Happy Gilmore as like the the golfer oh, with yes. like the fake hand and and the whole thing. So. Um, yeah, dude, Weathers dude, he's, is he's, in, he's on the Rushmore of athlete turned actors. He is in that um uh uh Mandalorian show. Yeah, never which, saw it. Which I which I know yeah. I know it's not your thing, but he's good in it. Yeah, I like I, I believe like it. it. You know, he's I really, really it. good. Dude, okay, speaking of Rocky, did you see the trailer for Creed Three? Yes, it looks incredible. It, it looks, looks so absolutely good. fantastic, yeah. Yeah. right? Okay. It looks like they kinda So Creed Two he, I thought was bad. He looks I was like not a Creed Two. Tyson, guy. dude. Yeah, he does, and he kind of acts like Tyson, he and I does. feel like they they got back to like getting the storyline right. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Like the storyline is right. I don't even know if Stallone's going to be in it. Was he even in the in the I, trailer? He was not in the trailer. He was mentioned in the trailer. He's one of the producers. Interesting, um, but I don't know if he's going to be in it at all. Uh, yeah, which is I mean, which is I mean, could be good, could be bad. Um, yeah, but I'll definitely see it. I enjoy oh, the Creed 100%. movies a lot. And there's a lot of like real boxers in those movies too. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I kind of don't count that. Like if you're just in a movie playing the sport that you play and not really having a character, I'm I'm not sure I'm in on that. So like um, like Hulk Hogan and Rocky, what is that five or three? When he all right, dude, let's let's that? do let's do a minute on that. So yeah. Hogan was in Rocky three as Thunderlips. Yes. So he was in it as a wrestler, and it was kind of weirdly at the beginning of Hogan. That was a yeah. that was a minute before he really popped as like the WWE superstar yeah. oh, for 100%. a decade. Yeah. Um, but the charisma came through. Like the the five minutes with Thunderlips are are some of the best minutes in Rocky Three. Like, and I love that movie. It's a good <laughs> yeah. movie. But the yeah. Thunderlips scenes are great, and yeah. he's great in them. And again, though, like that's a matter of natural charisma coming through. So, like one of the most charismatic basketball players of like the early 2000s was Allen Iverson. And I I got a chance to interview him and the charisma did not translate. Really? Like he was charismatic on the floor only. And I think a lot of guys were actually like that. Where and it's not a it's not a aspersion. I mean, they're so good at the one thing. Sure. Um sure. and I actually think if you put Jordan in a movie, 
maybe the charisma doesn't translate. Jordan was like a master at being charismatic in like real moments, whether yeah. it was the interview room or being on the floor or whatever. Um, he he had it, and so who are we? Who are we leaving out? Uh, I mean, Mr. T. Right. Yeah. So so I mean same same kind of deal and I think he went on yeah. to I think he went on to more stuff than most guys and that he had the A team, he had Rocky. Yeah. Uh, he had, you know, and then and then I think I think he did kind of the self-referential thing uh yeah. as well. Um <sighs> Lou Have Ferrigno? any baseball players done it successfully? Baseball that's my question. Players, that's a good question. So when I, when I was doing sports writing, like huh. when it was my vocation, I had this kind of pyramid of charisma and baseball players were near the bottom. Like I almost never had a good interview with a baseball player. Really? Like they just they just tended to be really boring dudes. Let's do a minute on that. Why do you yeah. think do you think do you think because it's less because football, okay, you have yeah. like you need kind of that 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 innate mentality of I'm going to hit this person on the other side of me as hard as I can. Whereas yeah. baseball, it's much more I don't want to say skill-based, but 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 I think I I think it's much more Within that vein, as yeah. as like actual physical contact, do you think that just naturally creates more, maybe less like less dynamic personalities that go that route, or what? I think it's part of the pyramid. So like there was a relationship between the more violent the sport was, the more charismatic the people were in it. So yeah. like yeah. boxers and hockey players were near the top. Yeah, like those guys are almost always charismatic, right? And fun hangs and just interesting dudes and humble. So whenever there's like a little whiff of mortality in the air, mm. I don't know what it is about it, but it translates into a person being on the more charismatic end of things. And like yeah. basketball players could kind of go either way. Baseball players are almost never charismatic. Um, that is but it, it could be that I was just interviewing the wrong guys. I mean, like maybe. I never got to interview any of those like '90s Phillies guys, like John Cruck and Darren Dalton and, yeah. and Lenny Dykstra. Those guys seem kind of fun, but yeah. Um, but even like the allegedly fun guys in the early two thousands, like weren't that interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's it's a small number of people who have the kind of skill set where they can make that leap from um, being an athlete to being an actor. Yeah. And yeah. I got to shout okay. out my buddy, my buddy Glenn here, um, okay. who was an All SEC punter at Kentucky, punted in the league for a few years, and he's the lead in my movie Silverdome, which hopefully will come out before I'm dead. Um, and he killed it. Like he's one of these guys that was just like 99th percentile as an athlete, 99th percentile as being a handsome person. Yeah. And then doggone it. He was a pretty good actor too. And it's yeah. just like, man, this guy, this guy has it all, you know? Yeah. Um, but he, he's a dear friend, man. Shout out Glenny. Love that dude. Right Crushed on. it in, in Silverdome. So Ted, let's, let's. Let's do one more thing and then and then probably close. So we've been sure. talking about actor. We've been talking about athletes that have gone that have gone to acting, mm-hmm. right? I want to talk real quick about actors that have gone to athletes. Oh, interesting. Okay, and yeah. this 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 pertains to a fight that is happening this Saturday that I'm not sure if I'm going to see, but I kind of want to because I want to see that it's 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 the Jake Paul Anderson Silva fight. Okay. Okay, so you know how the Paul brothers, at least one of them, is trying to get into boxing, right? Yeah. Which just, I don't, which I guess is a topic in and of itself. Is first, how do you feel about that? Because I I have pretty strong feelings about it. Yeah. Here's the thing, dude. Um, Anybody that really commits themselves to the craft of boxing, I have respect for because Uh it's a hard sport, it's a really hard sport. But I watched one of the Jake Paul kind of joke pay-per-views. I forget who he was even fighting. And it really depressed me. Like, it really bummed me out Mm. to see it because it took a sport and a spectacle that I have a lot of respect for. Like, I've spent my whole life kind of being excited for the big fights. And this goes all the way back to, like, Hagler Leonard when I was a kid. You know, yeah, like dude. that that fight would happen and it'd be on network and I'd like Marvelous Marvin Hagler. Yeah, I'd stay up late to watch it. And my parents would let me stay up and Leonard comes out and he's wearing the striped trunks and dancing around and yeah. Hagler's just coming forward, kind of being a um, you know, a tough guy, and it was a great contrast in styles. And I've just I've always looked forward to these things. And even the short Tyson fights, right? Like Tyson Spinks, you know, it's over yeah. in 93 seconds or whatever and 
And then obviously Tyson and Buster Douglas. Like there are these big moments in my life that are defined by these huge fights and these joke pay-per-views that have like proliferated where Jake Paul will fight somebody who's over the hill or past it and they're not really trying to hurt each other. And it's kind of just an exercise in like two rich guys getting richer. Right. I hate it and it bums me out and it yes. makes me mad and it makes me... I'd rather watch a four-rounder on Tuesday Night Fights on ESPN of, of two guys just going for it because they're trying to make a career. I'd rather right. watch that than yeah. Jake Paul fight anybody. And it, and it to me, it's emblematic of this 2022 paradigm that we're in where you can have the trappings of fame. And in, in fact, the mechanism to get fame is in place before you're any good at anything. Yeah. And I think Jake Paul is emblematic of this. Like he's good at being famous, right. um, but he's not good at any particular thing other than being famous. And it's kind of a fascinating paradigm, but it's one that does bum me out. Yeah. Where are you at on it? Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely with you on that. I think I I have such a I have such an emotional connection to boxing and that mm-hmm. my grandfather was golden gloves in the army, mm-hmm. right? Like he taught my dad how to box, mm-hmm. right? And my dad taught me. Mm-hmm. Right? So and I remember growing up like watching, you know, watching the Tysons uh, George Foreman was really big in our house. Uh, like, yeah. We love George Foreman, right? Yeah, like um, comeback George Foreman. Yeah, dude. He was yeah. fat. Exactly. You know, but, he was a big guy. Kind of lovable. There's a guy with charisma, though. Yeah. Like, there's a guy that could sell a fight. Yeah. Ali obviously could sell a fight. Yeah. Um, Tyson could sell a fight. You know, these are charismatic people. Right, right. And it, and it, and it, it bums me out also that, look, I'm not against a famous person wanting to get good at something at something else, right? And yeah. if Jake Paul and 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 look, like more power to you. And and if yeah. you can do it and be successful, then fantastic. Like I think he's yeah. actually actually his older brother. I yeah. forget what his name is, uh, Lars or something. Logan or Logan, something. Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's trying to do like the pro wrestling thing. Yeah. But and and I was actually watching watching a review of I think they were talking to Triple H, who has been yeah. like helping him coach, and yeah. and, and he said. He said he's actually been really, really impressed because uh, this this older kid Logan is actually doing everything that he needs to do in order to get good at it. He's not taking yeah. the fast track. And yeah. Triple H was like, when I first started working with this guy, I thought he was just another rich guy that just wanted to be famous and sure. get his five minutes of fame up there. And he's like, no, that's not actually true. He's actually going through the going. He wants through, to have a career. He wants to have a career in it. And he's like, and that I can actually respect. Dude, that's my thing. Like, I and I have no problem with either guy pursuing whatever they want to pursue right and learning a craft and getting good at it but i'd love to see jake paul like i'd love to see him schedule some fights with actual boxers that's what what makes me mad you know four rounders on local cards and stuff like everybody else has to do it you know like you're coming up you're fighting exactly yeah little little smokers and and things at clubs and you know just the, the way that everybody has had to build a resume and get started in the sport. Yeah, yeah, it drives I would love me, to see him do that. It drives me crazy that all of his pay-per-views and and he hasn't lost yet. But it's yeah. because he's in his 20s. He's got yeah. youth, he's got stamina, he's got all this stuff yeah. and he's picking fights with guys in their 40s that are they're not even retired boxers. They're well, retired it's, it's like mixed like, martial artists. It's almost like wrestling where like those fights are probably fixed and they're probably fixed because they might be a, a Jake Paul fight is a really good payday for a lot of people. And yeah, so sure, if he sure. loses, the minute he loses one of these joke fights, yeah, the draw is over. You know, like nobody's going to shell out for another Jake Paul joke fight yeah. if he's lost a couple of them. So like it, it behooves everybody to have him win. And, you know, they dance around for a few rounds. They put on a good show or they put on a show. Yeah, but as as a someone who respects boxing, it would make you sick, and it makes me sick too. Yeah, yeah. All right, that's so, what I'm at. So you will not be uh, you will not be watching it on Saturday. No, I won't. And it's it's actually been a while since I've had a big fight party at the house. We do it every every year or two. We have a big fight party. We did. Yeah. Um, oh, Deontay Wilder and Tyson Fury. Oh, We've done a couple what Tyson a Fury fight, fights, dude. Yeah, that, yeah. Those that, have been fun. Those have delivered that heavyweight fight there because that was their third one, right? Yeah. That yeah, was been good. that is top echelon one of the best heavyweight fights I've ever seen in my life. 
Yeah, that that yeah. was reminiscent of. It reminded me of like Riddick Bowe's fights from like the late nineties, yeah. early two thousands. Yeah. Riddick Bowe was a big heavyweight, but he was athletic. <sighs> it and, was awesome. Uh, yeah, it no, it was awesome. awesome. They, they, yeah. It was a good fight yeah, for sure. I loved it. Ted, we're gonna get into a quick uh, ask Coach Cluck before we get out of here, my man. Let's do it. This comes from listener Nate Lundquist. Thank Shout you. out Nate. Shout out Nate. Thank you for Stud. the question. Nate wants to yeah. know, Ted, what makes a good NFL quarterback? And do you mm. think Anthony Richardson from the Florida Gators has uh-huh. the chance of becoming an elite NFL quarterback? Interesting. I would have to watch some Richardson. So maybe I'll watch a little tape and get back and get back to you on that aspect of it. Um it's weird, man. So it's like this complex stew of Arm strength is obviously in there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got to have like bottom level, like adequate arm strength. So I think of somebody like Mac Jones, you know, who's not like a generational arm talent, but he does have some good arm strength. You've got to process and make the right decision quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is what has cooked the goose of a lot of guys with strong arms, but they can't process. So I'm thinking of somebody like Kyle Buller from the old. Baltimore Ravens, you know, famously could like sit on his knees at the 50 yard line and like throw it through the crossbars. Like he just had a freaky arm, you know, but he couldn't process. He couldn't get the ball out. Sure. And when he did, it went to the wrong guy. So, you know, that, that eliminates a lot of people. Um, I think there's a maturity and leadership component in this. So you look at somebody like Kyler Murray, who's a tremendous athlete, a great runner, like amazing arm talent, but he's like the worst body language guy of all time, and you can tell the kids don't like playing for him. Sure, like nobody, sure. nobody enjoys playing for Kyler Murray, <laughs> and his body language is terrible. Like yeah. his sideline demeanor is terrible. He's not a great decision maker. It's just not like all the tools are there, but the aggregate is is wrong somehow with Kyler. So yeah. like it's actually it's a really interesting funnel of different attributes. So like. One of the guys that I've enjoyed watching this year uh, is the quarterback at Syracuse. His name's Schrader, uh, Garrett Schrader. And he was a transfer from Mississippi State. And he has, like, poor man's Josh Allen qualities. Um, He's tall. He's pretty thick. He's a pretty great instinctive runner with vision. He's hard to tackle. He's not as, like, freaky, twitchy, fast as Josh Allen in the the open field. But he's a good runner. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's gotten more accurate. So, like, it used to be the narrative of quarterbacks used to be if you're inaccurate, you can't get more accurate. But that's not been the case with Josh Allen. He's gotten more accurate. Schrader's gotten more accurate. Um, And I look at a guy like that and I go, all right, he's got, you know, he's 6'4", 6'5", 230, can run, has a decent enough arm. He's getting more accurate. Like, that's a guy I would take a flyer on. So, like, if if I'm a team... And he won't be a first-round pick, right? So, like, another guy I like is Will Levis. You know, really good athlete, really really live arm. He plays for Kentucky. Um, the kid at Alabama, Bryce Young. Um, kind of a little guy. So, like, the little guys scare me a little bit because, I don't know, I look at somebody like Russell Wilson, who's a little guy who used to be an elite runner, but now he doesn't run anymore because he's scared of getting hit. And he, now he's just a little guy. He's Doug Flutie, you know, and it's like um, the Russell Wilson trade is looking like a disaster. So right? that's a Ru- that's a Herschel Walker level disaster of a trade. So this is where we're ending the podcast. Clucker suck Russell Wilson because he absolutely sucks for me. Yeah, I think he sucks for me, too. And like, yeah, I've never liked he Russell was, Wilson. Yeah, even when he was good, I had trouble liking him. Yeah, and he's I, he's I don't like it. allegedly a Christian, and no. like there's just a high level of like smarm there. He it's he reminds me of a guy. It is the ultimate. It's the ultimate. Yeah. Like you take people that we that we think of that perform, you put Russell on the top of that. That's what like the the apex evolution is. Like everything's Even the let's that ride. We're both thinking of yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything's let's ride. Everything's Mister. Yeah, uh, what, yeah. what, what was his? Oh, he just put out a. Video. He's got a. He's got a catchphrase for everything. Let's like oh, I hate it so much, dude. Oh. Yeah, it always Mr. it always played. He always played to me as a guy who was like doing the persona calculus in his head, like in the moment. You know what I mean? Like, how is this going to play? Yep. How is that going to play? And can I, I make? Never can I make him. a a, yeah. a dangerous statement? Go. All right. This might be put into the uh this might be put into the, In the director's only. cut. Yeah, the director's yeah. cut. Yeah. 
I have never wanted to slap a grown man more in my life okay. than when Russell Wilson comes on the screen. Interesting. I, I, he, he makes Dude, do my 30 skin seconds on crawl. why I'm really, I'm really, I'm interested in that reaction in general. Yeah. But also specifically to Russell Wilson. Because he is the fakest human being that I have, I've, <laughs> I've ever seen on camera. Okay. Like, yeah, I get it. From the catchphrases to the, it is this put on like positivity and just yeah. put on like, oh no, everything's fine, everything's awesome. Let's ride. So to tie it to right? the rest of just... the episode, it's not charisma. It's false charisma. It's false. So he's like doing because the he steps. Sucks. He's going through the like the motions of charisma yes. without actually having any real charisma. Yeah. Which is a fascinating paradigm, right? Like he knows yeah. what he's supposed to do, um, but he can't do it. Yeah. It, Whereas you look at somebody like Troy Aikman, right? Like totally different sure. dude, different play style, different quarterback. Yeah. But Aikman was like, especially when he was young, super good looking. Yeah. And just kind of wildly charismatic without trying. Sure. And it was the without trying that made the charisma work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like and Brett Favre, tries. same thing. Again, very polarizing. People can say what they want about him, but he did sure. have a charisma. Yeah. Jim McMahon. Um, yeah. Joe Namath, even yeah. right, like mm-hmm. Namath was a was bad in commercials, yeah. but that was like in real life. The guy had mad charisma; he sure. was unbelievable. Sure, you know, sure. Um, but yeah, Russell Wilson, he's not it, man. He doesn't have it. No, and, he doesn't. Uh, I'm with you on that. And, and and he tries so hard to have it. Is the thing? Like, yes, like he's always trying to be that guy. Right, he, he is, wants dude. to be the guy that people think about. He wants yeah. to be the guy. He wants to have all these catchphrases. Like he Isn't just came it fascinating out. Fascinating though. That you can't manufacture your way into being that guy. No, you can't. And we see people in see right. We see people in every walk of life trying to do it. Yeah, like pastoral ministry. Now that fame and books and main stages and all that crap is on the table for pastors. Right. Like you see dudes trying to do it, and they're they're all trying to like kind of work through the same grid of charisma. Right. But they can't. Like the ones, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. Well, and it ends up just being you know. a term the kids use now just yeah. cringe yeah like like no, you definitely. like i watch russell wilson and i'm not yeah. i'm not i'm not exaggerating i have a physical reaction to his videos mm. like his his video like now now he's like he's his alter ego is mr unlimited and he puts mm. out that he put out this video about how whenever he's feeling down or he's unsure he talks to mr unlimited and he says it like that every single time and yeah. every time he opens his mouth i have this visceral visceral reaction where my teeth grate and i just yeah. want to be like please stop talking for the love of all football just it, stop <laughs> isn't it interesting i think it says something about how we're created in god's image that like we are drawn to authenticity. Yeah. We're, sure. we're drawn to things and people that are true. And yeah. like, so I'll give you a, a weird deep cut example from the offensive line world. All right. The dude we talked about last week, Quinn Miners, mm. charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's fat. He owns it. He's like, I'm from the backwoods of Wisconsin. Right. This is just who I am. But like, you watch that little video of him, like, you know, hucking trees up the side of a mountain, like throwing them on his shoulder, and you're like, "This kid's got something. Yeah. Like he's got a little. Yeah, I like. He's him. got a little quality about him. I kind of like him. Yeah, right. and I, it's, I and watch it's because more of him, it's because you believe you know? that he grew up doing that. Yes, it's not. It's right. not that he's like, "Hey, you know what? We really need yeah. to do some image branding." I'm from Wisconsin. Yeah. Now, granted, I was from like, I was from like, like, like the city in Wisconsin. Yeah. But you know, let's find some woods somewhere, and I'll put some shoulders on my, or I'll put some logs on my shoulders, and you take some photos. Yeah. You well, know? and Tyson, Mike Tyson was the ultimate like accidental charisma guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, sure. You just turn the camera on anywhere in that guy's vicinity, and he's saying something interesting. Because he's crazy. Yeah. He's cool looking. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. crazy. Yeah. He's like not afraid to go from the heart. Like, yeah. With Tyson, you would walk this journey from like violent to tender, and it could it could change in five seconds. Right. You know what I mean? And oh, yeah, people like 100%. that are fascinating. Yeah. Um. He had it though. Yeah, oh, he, he did. Had. Oh, 100 yeah. percent. He had it. Yeah. Yeah. And it just it makes me like. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I think it really is that. I mean, I think we we do value authenticity, and I think we I think we're, that's just going to increase. I think the yeah. more that we our our culture kind of the faker it, our world gets. Yes, exactly, and and it's going to be more and more obvious, and, yeah. and when it happens, and I think we're going to be able to sniff out the 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 inauthenticity, dude. So on this easier. level, real quick, and I know you got to go, but. Um, 
Pipe and I were having this conversation about like the Instagram video that's sort of like the Hey Guys video that's really oh, just yeah. a commercial sure. for your new book. Sure. It's yeah. like 90 seconds of <laughs> I find the coolest looking like corner of my house with the best lighting and I'm like holding up my my new book and sure. like sure. I'm like, hey guys, got I, I got something real interesting to share with hey you. Guys. You know? Hey yeah. guys. Um <laughs> And I was basically to him like, if I ever do a Hey Guys video, just like put a bullet in me. Like it's all over. I've I've stopped being whatever it is that I want to be. I've okay. stopped being that okay, person. Okay, Ted, how about yeah. this? Here, here's an idea no, to pitch to you. The answer is no. Okay. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <No>. Yeah. <laughs> you might like it though. All right, dude. All right. Lay it on me. I gotta keep okay. an open mind. Okay, dude. gotta yeah. keep an open mind. What if? What if we <laughs> do like one a week? But it's but it's a parody. Okay. okay. Can you send me? Can you have KK? I I need you to curate an, a corner in your office. Yeah. I need you to I need you to to crank out some hey guys videos. Dude, can I get my hair to do yes, that? Yes, dude. Can I get my hair to do the little <laughs> look? Hey guys. It's just it's yeah. just yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Swooping. It's kind it. of jiggling hey, around you look down like there. Superman, you know? Ted. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. You know, my wife tells me I look like Superman. Okay, hey, but nobody's can ever I, told me. Can that I before. get a couple? <laughs> no, hey, you don't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can I get? I need. We need some. We need some cluck. Hey guys, videos, and oh. it's a complete parody. I need you to find the most random object in your house to try to sell. <laughs> yeah. Hey guys, I need I need a Ted Cluck. Hey yeah. guys, video, and I need you to make it as schmoozy as possible. Guys, I just want to tell you about this new soup ladle that I've really been enjoying, you know. <laughs> I want to tell you about this cigar cutter that I got for free in my last shipment of cigars. <laughs> Dude, I think our listeners would love it. We need hey some guys, fake I just wanna, hey guys videos. Just do a quick couple minutes on this ashtray. Um, <laughs> it's really amazing. I got this new loofah sponge. It's yeah, lightly yeah. used, and believe me when I tell you. It's the greatest yeah, dude, thing so since like, sliced bread. Do do Hey Guys videos strike you as especially apocalyptic, or is this just like a, an issue that I have that I need to sort of move move past? Yeah, I mean, it's... I think it's both. No, I don't know if it's both. I, I think it's just it's just it's it's a product of our time that that's how yeah. you advertise now. Because granted, on on like to be fair, publishers yeah. aren't doing anything. So no. w- yeah, what what not. else are you going to do? But also, dude, too, social media they are, like they are really dumb. Social media sort of forever took publishers off the hook for doing any marketing. It did, and um, yeah. that's changed our business, not for the better. Yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. You gotta go. We're we're like wandering far afield here, but uh, it's been fun. It's been All enjoyable. Right. All right. Yeah. Well, hey guys, uh, we have this new podcast. It's called Cluck. We'd really do. I have to use V voice if I if I do a hey oh, guys. Oh, should we should we start doing that? Like uh, a V voice requirement. Say, hey, for guys, the hey guys. So we've yeah. got some Cluck that comes out every <laughs> single week. We thank you guys. Everything's for a question. Everything's a question, and it, you don't have to, but we'd really appreciate it. You know, at Cluckcast. Ted subscribe. has some subscribe, hey. subscribe, review, <laughs> five stars only. Yeah, everything's kind of like that question mark deal at the end. You know. Make sure, make sure to be on the lookout for Flex Three. The dog lives. <laughs> uh, coming out when? When's it coming out, Ted? When's the actual release date? Uh, November fifteenth. November fifteenth. Yeah. Uh, wherever you get your books, primarily Amazon. Go yeah. get uh, Flex Three. The dog lives. Uh, it's a really really cool book. Thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode of Cluck. Later? (laughs) Later? Later?